Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about the state of the Crucible. It's been talked about quite a bit recently. I wanted to weigh in on some different things. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my live channel, and I'm usually streaming when these hit the feeds. Now, to be clear, I'm not going to be getting into balance and range on hand cannons, or this is too strong or that's too strong. That's not really my area of expertise. I'm not going to get into balancing of subclasses or abilities or exotics or any of that there's other videos there's other people more qualified to talk about i'm going to be talking about in general this season especially how the numbers are down uh i want to talk about who's to blame because there is some dialogue right now about you know is it on bungie is it on players like you know who's to blame for some of the state of crucible right now as well as people not playing and leaving and then lastly i want to zoom out and say big picture um and i will be addressing some of what uh true vanguard said in his video ultimately I think his video was good, but I don't necessarily think it's the proper diagnosis at this time. So first, I want to say numbers are down. Uh, it, it, the PvP numbers were actually really impressing me during Shadowkeep. During Shadowkeep, they were holding it about a million a day the whole time, all the way to uh, December. And I, I was remarking repeatedly, like, this is really crazy. People kept saying, oh, it's new light, it's new light, it's new light. And I was like, yeah, but this is months of sort of a steady, almost equilibrium. Like, this many people are playing every day. I think some of it might have been new light initially, but they were retaining. They were retaining players for the length of that season. Season of Dawn hit, and it has shown a steady decline since that point in time. Uh, Yesterday, right around 500,000 players. It's been as low as, I think, 380,000 players. That's people logging in and playing PvP in a given day. So down from 1 million down to, you know, 380,000. So like almost a a 60% decrease. 60% of the players just just not playing playing and settling right now into about a 500,000 rhythm and that's not necessarily that abnormal we have seen declines in numbers January is usually kind of rough PvE and PvP typically decline when things slow down this time of year is just sort of known for this so I do think that that's that's a normal thing. We don't want to like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. The, the, the game is dying. But PvP seemed to have a more dramatic and steady decline than PvE. PvE is held a little bit more steady, right around still about a million players a day uh, in PV uh, in PvE. So when we when we look at these trends and these numbers, and you're hearing people sort of becoming discontent with the state of the game, they're unhappy, they want better things. Uh, I do think it's important for us to address what do, what would we like to see from Bungie there needs to be some improvements I made a video about how you know anti-cheat is necessary I mean before anything even really gets off the ground if they have plans for trials if they have plans for restructuring of the crucible anti-cheat's almost a requirement at this point I wouldn't even say almost it is a requirement they have to come up with a solution to that but I believe there are other things at play and that's why the second part of this video is called who's to blame uh, True Vanguard's video, I think, got at some of the issue, not all of the issue, but it did get at some of the issue that, you know, enumerating things that are causing people to play less. And uh, ultimately, he was saying, you're free to play this way. You're free to do these things. Obviously, you're not free to cheat and DDoS and do nefarious things. But he's like, you're free to do these things, but they might not be beneficial. They might not be good for uh, the player base at large. Ultimately, I, I don't necessarily disagree with him. I do think games tend to cannibalize themselves. The longer they're out, uh, the more the hardcore crowd is sort of there in the middle, just sort of consuming the game at a rate where they don't have an incentive to play or change their meta or do anything differently, and it can tend to drive the more mid lane and the more casual players away. 
So there were those that sort of applauded his video and said that's exactly why I stopped playing and you know they were they were happy to hear his video. There were also, you know, people in the community, a segment of the community that felt like now hang on a minute, I play that way. I'm I'm a sweat player, I'm a hardcore player and I don't understand how I could I'm I'm to blame uh, for the state of the game right now. My conclusion after watching uh, Ryan's video was that he's touching on symptoms not causes. I I don't disagree with him that all these things happening is 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 not great for the game and it ultimately will drive people away and you can look at the player base numbers and see that there are people disengaging with the content in greater numbers than they have before and faster than they have before like the decline of pvp is notable i believe they are symptoms and not causes and what i mean by this is these things are the result of what's been going on for the last two year in destiny's crucible the, the two years of, of very little uh, done to it and ultimately led to a moment of people sort of starting to um, cannibalize the game to a certain degree. I don't think it's it's helpful to ask them to change or to indicate that like their their response or their habits now are part of the problem. I don't think that's helpful at this point in time. Uh, I think that ultimately people have responded pretty negatively to that and it's caused some, you know, it's caused some squabbles and some drama, which is not helpful. And I wish people would have been a little bit better spirited about it. But I do think people responded to it in a way that's like, now, wait a minute. Wh- why, why are you singling me out? I believe their response is is a natural course of action to what Bungie's been doing for the last two years. If you really think about what they did, first they removed trials, and that hurt. And even before moving trials, they changed the entire feel of the game. So the whole feel of the game is different. Uh, then they remove trials. Then they try to speed things up. Then they then they remove double primary and they they make things faster. They make abilities quicker. They give you a little bit more lethality. You can you can go in and make plays. And they add rich, uh, pinnacle weapons. And pinnacle weapons were tough to get. Luna's how not forgotten. Mountaintop recluse. These were not easy things to get for the large portion of the community. They were more of a uh, you know an aspirational piece of loot to aspire to. So I I believe. That the pinnacles kind of filled a void there was a bit of a void there in the community uh there's not really a reason to grind hardcore we don't have any trials and then boom in walk pinnacle weapons the level of a luna's how not forgotten mountaintop recluse like these are really really excellent weapons then they take those away when they take those away at first it hurts but not so much because the randy's throwing knife was actually a pretty decent gun and it was a pretty lengthy grind and people seemed to enjoy the crucible a little bit more in shadow keep and the matchmaking didn't seem quite as bad season of dawn comes in ritual weapon can be gotten in an afternoon it's not that impressive it's a linear fusion and the matchmaking uh, skill based matchmaking and team balancing seems to be worse and so things start to hit a fever pitch I believe this is two years coming. This is this. These are chickens coming home to roost. This is your hardcore, dedicated audience that's really good at the game, uh, in some measure, turning on the game. And I don't think that they should be blamed for going for wins, running sweaty builds or meta builds. Uh, also, you know, something that TV was good to point out. This has been a pattern, you know, by and large in almost every game I've ever played. Everybody that uses something, you know, that's strong is cheesy, but your build is just fine. Your build is as pure as the driven snow. And I tend to agree with him. That's that, that's like an elitist sort of unhelpful attitude that just creates like this mentality of like you're a scrub and you use a dad rifle and I'm using, you know, my uh, my spare rations and I'm, I'm actually using skill. So I, you know, I appreciated that idea that like we, this is not a helpful environment, but I think 
it's the result of years of sort of being ignored. The question is, how do we get things to change? Big picture, zoom out. We don't need to blame anybody. It's nobody's specific fault. It's not a streamer's fault or a player's fault or a, a tournament's fault. None of this none of this is, is where we need to point blame. Big picture is, what can Bungie do to, to turn the rudder on this? There's got to be things they can do. There has to be things that is, I think the onus is on them, ultimately. I think people were right to bristle and push back and say, this is really on Bungie at this point. And as I said, most of what he pointed out in his video were symptoms of what Bungie's been doing and not causes for the current state of the game. I believe there are two lanes that that can be created here. Bungie can either restrict player behavior or they can incentivize different behavior. At one level, yes, you need restrictions in place. You need to have restrictive things in place to keep people from doing nefarious things, whether they're cheating, they're DDoSing, they're using an aimbot, they're avoiding full teams. I mean, that was something that I think TV was good to point out with. If you stack up with a six stack and you're intentionally canceling matchmaking until you get a bunch of solos, that's kind of uncool and kind of lame and really rough on the poor solo players that you're just beating the snot out of. Uh, He also talked about extending game time, like not capturing the objective so the game can last twice as long as it's supposed to, so you can get more kills. I did that in Call of Duty. We wouldn't capture the last headquarters. We wouldn't hold the flag in Team Defender, and the games took twice as long. We got more kills. We got more kill streaks. Bungie can put restrictive things in place to prevent that from happening, and that again is on them. Like People doing nefarious things like cheating and dosing, that needs blocked period. If people are extending game time and it's painful for everybody that's involved except for the people montaging, Bungie can put things in place to protect that from happening. If people are avoiding any other full team and they're canceling matchmaking until they get a group of solos, again, Bungie can put restrictive things in place so you can't do that. You can't see who you're matching against until you're in the game, okay? That's on the restrictive side. Now, On the side of incentivization, though, if you want players to play differently, go into different playlists or run different builds, there are ways to motivate them to do that. At a bottom level, we need a ritualistic grind. People need purpose to their day, their week, and their month, and there isn't one right now. There is no purpose, there is no ritualistic grind for the PvP, and that... that futility, I think, creates people, uh, you know, to do things that are, again, more cannibalistic and more harmful to the game, because they don't have anything to do. There's no purpose or point behind what they're doing. We need playlist differences. We need a ranked and an unranked playlist. We've never truly had that in Destiny. That is the solution. The skill-based matchmaking is such a low-level attempt at, uh, you know, achieving something like that. Ranked and unranked. Give people a strong reason to go into a ranked environment and play for long periods of time to create equilibrium in the community so they're chasing something. There's an aspirational grind. We don't have that. Th- th- that is another thing that would significantly help incentivize different behavior. If you want loadout changes, if you want gun changes, people to run different things, Bungie can incentivize that as well. Weapon specialization with really cool ornaments. You might change your loadout if something looks pretty, you know, sexy. You're like, oh, I'm going to change my loadout. I'm not going to run meta. Look at all these weapon specializations every season and what we get for doing that. It's like a gold diamond camo thing from Call of Duty, disrupting what people are doing in a more natural, organic way instead of forcing it or, you know, 
in a video kind of saying, hey, could you guys play differently? This is bad for the game. I think incentivizing player behavior is the most organic and healthy way to change the trends that we're seeing. And and Bungie has to create a lot of these things, whether they're restrictive barriers or incentive lanes for people to grind in. Trials can be the capstone to everything I've talked about. Trials cannot be the linchpin. It cannot be the savior. Trials could capstone everything I'm talking about, but trials cannot come in on its own and, and, and make these changes. These are fundamental changes that Bungie needs to make so that the players don't cannibalize the game so people feel like they can play and have fun and enter at their level and when you add something aspirational like Trials it would make more logical sense and get better reception as always if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the state of the Crucible right now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. Come on in and join the conversation. We have a lot of questions. Uh, This one was uh, obviously going to have a lot of people responding to it, so we're going to try our best to go through here as quickly as possible. And if I get repeat questions, I'm going to do my best to kind of glide over them for the sake of the listeners and the other people that watch elsewhere. I thought it was free. What about those of us that like skill-based matchmaking, solo comp, and the current sandbox in PvP? Well, I think this is where... You want to listen to what I said in my talk, and I didn't ask for any pendulum swings. I think too often we ask for pendulum swings. So your your fear is, if maybe if that's what you're trying to voice here, is a concern, maybe not a fear, but a concern. They're like, what if I like it right now, and you're going to take all that away from me? The goal in the infrastructure that I was talking about is not a threat to anybody who is presently enjoying Crucible. If you like skill-based matchmaking, if you like solo queuing in, you know, in Crucible and you like the current sandbox, I I don't think we should be saying, "Oh no, no, no just wreck all that." I don't two playlists, a ranked and unranked playlist is not a threat to what you're saying. Uh, an incentive to grind a ranked playlist is not. An incentive to change your loadout or run different metas for different weapon specializations to shake up things and have players playing differently or going into different hoppers. That's not a threat to to you enjoying uh, what's happening right now. Skill-based matchmaking isn't necessary if you have the right systems in place, if you have the right ranked, unranked uh, you know, system. It also isn't necessary if you have the right incentives for people uh, to going, you know, into uh, those playlists. So if you're worried about the big pendulum swing, I would hope that Bungie doesn't continue to do that. I feel like we've kind of done that for five years. They tend to swing too hard at things. Um, you know, D2 launched, it was too casual. Forsaken hit, and it was a little too hardcore. Leveling and infusion was really rough, and the subsequent seasons weren't that great as far as like the more casual or more not even casual more hobbyist player uh and now things have kind of rounded out i would say right now they've done a better job at sort of giving a more well-rounded approach to changes as opposed to being uh as opposed to being more of a pendulum swing so and and this is this is why i think a lot of my rant this morning about being tribalistic and choosing sides the reason i kind of zero in on that is i think that's one of the issues is instead of just like choosing sides and being like i'm on the side that thinks skill-based matchmaking is good why not be on the side of like all players and we can can't we find a middle ground where there are systems in place so you're not getting absolutely stomped and shellacked by the top 10 percent, but you're also not ruining it for the top 10 or 20 percent of the players who feel like it's a terrible experience i honestly think skill-based matchmaking hurts 
even more. I think as soon as you get above like the middle of the pack, as soon as you're in the the top sixty or seventy percent of players, you're you're gonna really really have I think uh, a bad time. I, I don't I don't enjoy it, and I'm not a top tier player. I have a couple of good games, and then I feel like it gets really really bad. My best stretch of games was when it was turned off. That was we lately played like sixteen games or something. So ultimately, I don't want to. Uh, advocate for things that are going to ruin it for people who are presently enjoying Crucible, but at the same time, if a lot of these systems were implemented properly, then the the people that are presently enjoying it, you shouldn't feel these as like these big tectonic shifts like, oh my gosh, the game is so different now, I can't even enjoy myself. Uh, I would hope that they would make more uh, more reasonable or more more good changes than just like, oh, let's overreact and just detonate skill-based matchmaking or something. They would need to give you um, you know, proper lanes. And I know, I know Eugene's like, skill-based matchmaking is not the problem, it's the lobby balancing. I think it's a bit of both. It's a little bit of both, Eugene, because you can definitely win a couple games, have some good stats, and then feel like you're only, especially when you get into the upper echelons, you're only playing the same people. There's definitely some evidences of that as well. Like, you very, very much get sort of like pigeonholed into a very small portion of the community that you're consistently matching. It is a bad combination. I feel like they've made skill-based matchmaking worse with the lobby balancing, because not only do you end up getting matched against people that are supposed to be at or above your skill level uh, to make it fair, you tend to get sort of, uh, you know, sandbagged by, oh, we're going to put a bunch of crummy players on your side. The reason. As somebody who played Dota for years, where non-ranked modes don't follow the meta anywhere as much, this isn't uh, then isn't it fair for TV to say that our community takes quick play too sweaty? Well, and this is where I feel like Ryan's video kind of fell short. He he enumerated problems, but the solution was like to, to asking people to maybe play differently or consider playing differently. He didn't tell anybody they needed to or that they were the cause of the problem, but he kind of he kind of wove his video with a get-out-of-jail-free card because it was like he started the whole video by saying all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And throughout the, the video, he says numerous times, you're allowed to play this way, but... And then he kind of shows that like it's harmful to the experience of other players. And... Some of the things he said categorically should be in their own sl- their own their own lane. These are things that, that that just should be protected against. Whether it's only matching against solos and backing out of matchmaking so you always get solos, or extending the game so you don't get a mercy rule, so the poor other team just gets beat up the, the you know the the entire time. You know, Bungie should put protections in place so that that's not possible. It's not really on the player. Like I said, I did that in Call of Duty with headquarters and team defender. We would make the games take longer because we wanted to get kills and kill streaks. So. But that's again, that's on Bungie, and I think a lot of what he enumerated was, were again, were more symptoms instead of causes. These are symptoms of a crucible that's been ignored for two years, and so fundamentally, saying that like you're saying, like oh, the community takes quick play too sweaty, maybe. But is that really on them? If you don't give hardcore high-skilled players a playground, a lane, a ranked playlist, a, a place for them to go, then don't you kind of expect them to do that? To kind of flood quick play or go where there's no skill-based matchmaking? It's sort of the natural culmination of the vacancies in the game. That's why I don't think you can just be like, well, the players should consider playing differently or being differently. This is, this is why I think a negative dialogue followed his video. Because while I think a lot of people agreed with what he said, there are people who do play like that and play at that higher level that didn't appreciate the video and felt like this isn't helpful. It's not really on us. 
it's on Bungie. And to his credit, he did say that, but he also seemed to indicate there were a lot of things that if they stopped happening would make things better. I tend to disagree with that notion. I do think games tend to cannibalize themselves over time, and that's where Bungie has to come in and put restrictive things in place and incentive things in place to, like, make things sort of uh, be better. And that's why I think ultimately people disagreed with the video and were like, I don't like this. You're basically telling me I'm part of the problem. And and people that were, were responding poorly to his video and being overly critical or mean-spirited, that's not helpful either. But I ultimately think their response was the culmination of two years of feeling ignored. I get We get nothing for two years. It's been bad. It's not been fun. It's been frustrating. And now I got a video that's basically saying I'm part of the problem. And people responded bonded in kind they they lashed out none of it was helpful there was a there was a growing escalation in the dialogue his video was obviously good-spirited and good-hearted people responded they were kind of making people were making fun of him and then people people choose sides and that's why when the video landed i was like oh i don't know if this video is going to be helpful because it's going to kind of create uh that that unhelpful sort of choose a side dialogue gungeon as the one who created the iconic 1-50 to system in Halo 2 and 3, uh, where just the number was enough for people to chase, why does Bungie feel the need to dilute the ranking system like that with skill-based matchmaking or the current way they do with comp or other iterations? They had a winning... Okay, this isn't a question. So, yeah. I'm, ask a question. Don't just write a paragraph rant. I mean, if you want to ask me why they're not doing it, I don't know. I don't work there. But it would be nice to see them go back to a more traditional ranking and unranking system. T-Funk. Assuming Bungie adds more loot and reason to play PvP, should Bungie update the sandbox more often? Here's the biggest challenge with updating the sandbox, okay? So, and and this is where I think people are going to be like, oh, you're making excuses for Bungie, okay? No, I'm not. I'm going to explain to you why things are not immediate. Number one, they, they have to, they have to collect a lot of data and feedback before they can act so it's not like two weeks into the season everyone's like well this is broken and overpowered maybe maybe not right so they have to look at the data and in one of the best parts of tv's video was he the guy was like i get tired of get being killed by the bygones i get killed by the bygones all the time and tv ran the guy's stats and the guy had been killed by a bygones like one out of 20 games or something and perception's reality. Clintus has gotten on this, this, this rant before on the Rageous Roundtable. People will zero in on a particular weapon, and then they'll be like, "That's all I get killed by." And it's like, "Well, no, maybe once or twice a game you got killed by that gun, but that's not all you're getting killed by." And so I think that's a fair-made point. People tend to zero in on things, and they're like, "Oh, this is a big problem." So just because in the first couple of weeks of a season, or even the first month of a season, you and your buddies have concluded that something is broken or too strong or needs addressed. Bungie has to collect data. They have to look at trends in the Crucible. They have to maybe even go back to the drawing board and say, "Are they right? Is this kind of broken?" And then they look at it, like the 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 Arental fusion rifle. Uh, you know, it took them so long to you know mess with the recluse. So let's say they conclude halfway through the season that changes need to be made. Let's say they make a really really good go of it, and about a month and a half into a three month season, they're like, "Okay, we have a gun or guns that need to be looked at." 
let's start fiddling with them and they do internal testing let's say they make a lot of progress and it takes them about a month to really figure out what needs to happen the implementation of those changes can probably not be loaded into the hopper for the next season you're right up against the next season launching so everything that we concluded last season about the meta is not going to land in the, the the winter season if you're playing during shadow keep and season of the undying and getting annoyed by x y and z x y and z number one might not be a tangible problem that bungie's even going to address and even if it is it doesn't mean they're going to be able to fix it in the very next season so there's they're always sort of playing leapfrog it's like if you give them feedback in season seven they're not going to get to it in season eight they may make changes in season nine you see how it like leapfrogs over and then things that you talk about in season eight they're going to leapfrog and possibly implement those changes in season 10 and the real challenge is making all those changes complement one another so what they do in season 10 isn't invalidated or messed up by what they did in season nine because what they did in season nine is related to season seven and what they did in season 10 is related to season eight you see it's like it's big interwoven problem of they can't do it expeditiously it's never been that simple of oh well we don't like it fix it I did miss some subs here Yoshin with 19 opinions get you banned with 10 months Jake with 4 months and 8 months from Dom Dark and undergirded underneath all of this is it does seem pretty clear that they just can't make changes quickly because they have old they they have old tech they have old engine they have old dev tools and you know i think that is that is largely playing a part as well uh you know so there's going to be there's going to be a natural uh a natural limitation on what they can do because um you know because there's there's a there's a limitation on how fast they can implement it and test it and 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 troubleshoot it as well as a limitation on how fast they can push stuff out jay where Beyond hackers, do you feel anything else is worthy of calling PvP broken? I feel like we are being a bit too harsh on PvP currently. I don't think anybody is saying it's broken. Like you're going in and it's just a, it's just an absolute mess. Um, there are some builds and some abilities that just seem kind of crazy, but by and large, I think people are fundamentally saying people aren't playing because there's no reason to. There's no long-term grind. There's no daily, weekly, ritualistic grind. And so, listen, here, imagine that half the player base hadn't stopped playing. If there were still a million people a day playing, how many of those people that you would run into throughout the day, your likelihood would then increase that you run into more casual, non-meta, non-stacked running players? It goes up, right? With the number of people going up, the odds of you running to that, you know, running into that go down. As the numbers shrink, this is what tends to happen. Instead of having a million players a day logging in, you only have about 500 to 400,000 players logging in. And the presence of that hardcore sweaty community is more felt in that ratio. Imagine that there's a million people in the room. There's a million people in a room, a million people a day. And there's 2,000 of those people are wearing red hats. The, the, the number of times you're going to run into those red hats is, is incredibly low, okay? Now, remove half the people. 500,000 people leave the room. Now there's still 2,000 red hats. Why? Well, because they're the more hardcore. They're the more dedicated. They're less likely to quit. They're less likely to take the breaks because that's just kind of what happens. So the, the, the representation of those 2,000 people with red hats suddenly seems like there's way more of them, and there isn't. It's just that there are way less people 
in the pool of the crowd and you're more likely to bump into one and I believe that's fundamentally what happens in the crucible is whenever the numbers are high your 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 odds of running into them are are lower and then when the numbers shrink your odds of running into them goes up because they tend to continue to play and the rest of the people that are a little they, they have an easier time letting go of playing because they're more casual and so it compounds itself as that number shrinks the likelihood of you running into sweaty players try hard players whatever goes up you start having a bad time and you start leaving right i'm out yeah this is bad this is sweaty and then it just keeps compounding itself so when it dropped into the 800s and then the 600s and then the 500s down to the 4 down, it got down so low it was in like the mid 300,000s when that happens there are way more people in there representing that like I'm gonna run meta I'm gonna be kind of toxic you know I'm gonna I'm gonna steamroll teams or whatever there's more of those people in, in, the, in, the, in the playlist and I believe that becomes more felt and it just continues to have a have a more downward spiral Viral. running meta is toxic no 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 no. that's not what i said running meta or being toxic running meta is not toxic i'm not saying that i'm saying you're just more likely to run into a hyper aggressive player running meta and they're teabagging after every time they they kill you like you can run meta and not be toxic plenty of people run meta and they're just like why wouldn't i run this it's a good gun why wouldn't i run this it's a good build timber wf Aside from a much-needed anti-cheat and changes to skill-based matchmaking, what would you think about bounties, quests, encouraging uh, not playing objectives and dragging your team down by using weapons that are not good just to complete bounties? Uh, Do you think a change is needed in that regard? So you're saying bounties and quests are encouraging players to not play objectives and drag your team down by using weapons. Right. I, I don't know if the bounties are really doing this. I don't know how much of the, the bounties are playing a part in people's frustrations. I think in general, they ran into this in Titanfall 1. If you wanted to prestige, you had to do like really bizarre challenges and doing those bizarre challenges broke down gameplay. You'd have people on your team completely ignoring, ignoring the OBJ. It was really, really frustrating. So we had similar issues in Gambit, didn't we? They had the Gambit bounty that was like, get 15 motes. Now you've motivated a bunch of just not hyper-aware players to try to grab 15 motes, which just increases risk and loss and is really frustrating to play with. Instead of being like, bank five motes three times, now all of a sudden you're making more people grab motes quickly and bank motes quickly, which would be better. Um, So whether it's Gambit or Titanfall or the present Crucible, I don't know enough to commentate more than that. That bounties should attempt to create... A more of a symbiotic cohesion and less of a you know people are having to do things that are you know counter to the game mode the ones I've seen are like capture control points and get kills so I'm not really sure how much of an influence those bounties are actually having Thog Red Rum. If a different meta for PvE and PvP sandbox isn't the answer, then should Bungie adjust weapons and abilities for the Crucible first and see how the PvE meta turns out? I mean, that's not really the solution either. They have to do they have to treat them differently and currently uh, the Bastion's just not strong enough in PvE. I gathered from my YouTube comments that people are like, Lono, this thing's just not strong enough. It's basically like any other fusion. But it's good in Crucible. So, you can't it, it's not as easy as doing that, right? Phyline. Earlier you said the community needs time to heal. Do you think the community will ever get back to where it once was? If so, what will it take? It's going to take people with influence 
making moves you know it's it's if that's ultimately what it's going to take if you're in a position of influence you're going to have to make moves towards people that you've either broke ties with or have been kind of nasty to and ultimately people might not want to do that they might decide nope i want nothing to do with you um it's just it's it's been it's been a couple years of i think this brewing and i think you tend to see it bubble to the surface when there's an easy target um, when somebody is when somebody is nasty and unkind, we raise the you know the vitriol. So people are going to say I was defending him. Wishy Luck was doing things that were incredibly unhelpful and arguably maybe even you could say was I don't like to use the word toxic. It's too generic. He was being unkind. So making fun of True Vanguard and memeing True Vanguard on his stream, he. He kind of got he kind of got what was coming to him, right? He's a friend of mine, but I told him I was like, "Homie, you're loading the guns for them. Like, you don't want to do this." And people sort of like use that as a moment to like lash out. And I just kind of feel like a lot of that's just been brewing for years. Like, why are we so quick to jump and be irritable? And I just think for a while now there's just been this weird tension. And I think rebuilding and healing and coming back together I think that can happen, but again, it takes two people for that to happen. I've made it very clear that I'm willing to let bygones be bygones and to even talk with people privately to be like, can we can we coexist? Can we be amicable here? And generally speaking, those olive branches have never been um, responded to. And so it's like, what? there's only so much you can do, you know? There's only so much you can do. And so ultimately... I think now's the time for it to happen. It's a good it's a good moment for us to say, "All right, let's let the dust settle. Everyone's been everyone's been screaming at each other. Let's all just calm down and and you know, start to rebuild here." Um, and that means certain people are going to have to own the fact that they haven't been um, they haven't been very uh, they haven't been a good uh, a good piece of the equation, you know. That that means that um, you know, Wish would have to own up and be like, I, I went too far, you know, I wasn't helping the conversation. But I also think some of that conversation and some of that was has been brewing for years because that's just kind of what people do is they they constantly pick at somebody and pick at them and take chunks out of them and push them into a corner and eventually they lash out. And so some of this feels sort of like prophetic, like we kind of make the bed and then we're like, why is it messy? Um, so... I, you can never ever control what other people do you can't I mean if you attempt to that's usually a sign that you're like abusing somebody right like you can't you can't force other people I've just tried for the last two years to really be open about how much I've changed um, how much I wish people would you know be open to hearing that that's that's taken place and when you look at other people in similar situations where it's more public that they've been kind of like labeled and cast aside. I'm kind of like more empathetic and sympathetic to that. They'd be like, I I know this person's trying to change and has made efforts, but everyone just looks and zeroes in on faults and flaws. And it's like, they've always been like this. Um, so, and, and to be fair, healing and building bridges doesn't mean we're all holding hands and singing Kumbaya and we're all best friends and we're all hanging out and laughing. It could just mean a, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's coexist. We don't need to, we don't need to, to be this way. Um, I think some of it would probably have to, in this case, particularly, some of it would have to probably come from wish first. Um, and he seemed to indicate on his Twitter feed that he's got things he needs to work through. And I hope he does. Cause I work through a lot of stuff myself 
and I know how much of a difference it can make. Um, and maybe part of that would be owning, owning his own mistakes more publicly and more clearly, but then more regularly having somebody kind of help him process that, like an actual like professional. I don't think like, I don't think he's like crazy or something, but he opened up about mental health struggles and everyone's like, oh, you're trying to blame it on that. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I think he's genuinely being like, I got to figure this out because it's a pattern. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to break patterns. I, I talked about this this morning. I think streaming is one of the worst environments for people to try to change. How do you break patterns when you're continually doing the same thing every day that demands so much of you? And it's how you pay your bills. It's really, really hard. Um, and I think that's 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 another element of this that I don't think a lot of people consider is that trying to change with all eyes on you and under the pressure of performing and and having metrics and paying the bills and and doing a good job I think makes it really um, really really hard uh, to improve I think it's a, it's a ripe recipe for somebody to continue to kind of mess up and 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 fall into old habits and old ways of thinking and being and because they fall into those old, old habits and thinking and, and ways of being that's when people are like see they haven't changed they haven't changed you know it would be like walking into the the kitchen in the middle of the night and you catch your your obese friend who's trying to eat better um, and who's trying to uh, who's trying to live a live a better life and have a better diet and be like yeah see you just you don't you don't change you don't change they may mess up numerous times on their path to healthier eating and living and ultimately unfortunately with streaming people are just anxious to see those slip ups and those mess ups and the and the patterns to return um, and generally when someone is trying to change that actually um, makes it worse you cat you kind of you kind of push them further down and they just fail they end up feeling like well yeah you're right I can't change and then they kind of continue on the path um, so I'm way more sympathetic of people that are trying to change because of everything that I've been through and so like I said earlier, that might make me soft. That might make me too sympathetic or something. Um, but fundam- fundamentally, I-, I would I would rather I would rather look back in a couple years and be like, I did all I ki- all I could to like live well with others and to try to bring folks together instead of like, well, I did a really good job. I really labeled and insulted and casted aside really mean, terrible people. Um, I've even tried to lighten up when I ban people just because you don't know where somebody's head's at um, and why they're lashing out in a Twitch chat. Um, I think some of the people that have harassed me online and have tried to like hurt my business and stuff, um, I think some of those people were people that I really lashed out at in the past. And I think it <laughs> it it caused a serious um, caused a serious hate to build in them and it's festered over time and hate for another person is like drinking poison and hoping it kills the other person. It just doesn't work. It doesn't help. And so I always wish people like that the best. I'm like, man, you got to get help. You're, you're clearly taking a, a, a tongue lashing or a ban that I gave you years ago, way too seriously. And it's affecting you in a, in a negative way. So, uh, feed TV. What's your opinion on the lack of connection-based marketing and heavy skill-based marketing in Valor playlist? I've already kind of given my thoughts on this. I think a more clear ranked and unranked system would be better. Mr. Hanbrolo. Do you think part of the problem is the way PvP is developed for console versus PC? For example, on PC, some of the maps feel claustrophobic and awkward to navigate or too small because player movement, aim and such is just faster. They feel fine on console. Yeah, 
this is obviously part of it. I'm not going to be able to parse that out, though, uh, Mr. Hanbrillo. I would say that you are correct, but I would not be able to offer a solution to that. I've continued to say that maps need to be bigger and breathe more and have more uh, verticality, more dynamic approaches to positions. Um, so, I think that that I think that would be uh, a better way forward in 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 solving maybe what you're talking about, maybe not. Uh, Ginger three hundred. Given the limited bandwidth, would you think it would be possible to have a season pass-esque thing for activities like Crucible? This is a really good uh, thing that um, T-Funk outlined the other day. Why not have, you remember the SRL book? Why not have a Crucible book? And there's a ranked and an unranked portion of the book, and you gotta work through that during the season. Again, this is a specific suggestion to the bigger problem of what I talked about incentivizing different behavior getting people to change their loadout getting people to go into different playlists that's a way that you would do that um, and so th- if if you're going to try to get people uh, to play differently and to move around differently and to try different metas or to go to different hoppers I think this is one way that you could do it Spike 32B. I don't understand why there is stat tracking on connection-based map, map, uh, matchmaking. This alone drives sweats stick stacking for stat farming. This goes back to what I said. If you want people to behave differently, you got to incentivize different behavior. So, sure. I mean, stat tracking and connection-based matchmaking does seem kind of weird. Because um, you are just going to go in and stomp and be like, look at my stats. And it's like, well, yeah, when you farm solo, solo lobbies with your stack team. Uh... Uh, Fama 9000. Do you think people like Dylan and Cosmo are a waste of wow, a waste of resources for Bungie since they inherently do the same job as Deej and perhaps it would be better to have a PvP voice who brings concrete information from Bungie to the community uh, and from the community to Bungie. Well, for starters, I really like Cosmo and Dylan. That doesn't seem helpful to say. I wouldn't say they're a waste of resources. I think they do a good job. I mean, they... Cosmo came from Reddit and he interacts on Reddit quite a bit. You need somebody that kind of kind of understand and navigate those waters. Um, and so do you think Deej is on hanging out on Reddit? No, he's not. That's called delegation. That's called division of labor. Uh, Dylan Dylan seems to uh, lean in more on Twitter and help with the twabs. Um, and Deej is a little bit more pulled back and they like to use him for streams or interviews like when I interviewed him at E3. Uh, you know, I, I, I think... Um, now, could they use a community manager that's more um, PvP? Sure, they could. You know, that might be helpful. Uh, but we don't need to be like, all right, there's only enough room on this island for so many people. Uh, let's get rid of, mm, let's see, Dylan. And let's replace him with, we don't need to do that. I think they're fine. <laughs> I think they're fine. Um, I think they do a good job and obviously it's a bummer when you start to feel like there's like folks that they tend to interact with more but that's just going to be a thing that happens like I'm not losing sleep over the fact that I don't ever really get replied or loved on I've just kind of moved on from that that's just one of those things like it just you know there's just people they have like more natural rapport with that's fine um and I know, I know Dylan plays Crucible a ton. I do think it would be helpful to have somebody come out and be like, I am the Crucible liaison. I am the Crucible community manager. Um, I, I, I actually think there could be room for that. Um, I, I think there could be room for that. 
Murdox. Classic Mix is supposed to have no skill-based matchmaking, and it's supposed to prefer connections. So why am I getting connected to Asian and Russian players rather than Mexico, US, and Canada? I don't get it. I need answers. I posted this about on Reddit, and mods removed the posts. Well, more than likely, it's a generic. It's a very generic complaint. You would need to like, I don't know, post examples. Maybe even open up a help ticket. Um, I don't have an answer for you, so I, I don't know. It could be the, the dwindling player base and the time of day that you play. I have no idea. Uh, just enough. Do you think simple loot refresh will help the numbers? It needs to be structured better than that. If you just do a loot refresh, that's not the same as giving people lanes to dig into and grind. PvP and PvE is affected by nerfs. Do you think having split gear and crucible for strike? I mean, this is something we've talked about for a long time. Separate sandboxes would be great. It's not presently possible. Uh, Spike. Uh, what do you think is a good reward system in Crucible and specifically in Comp or Trials? I don't know if another Rich Get Richer scenario is good for PvP. We don't need a Rich Get Richer, but if you're not going to incentive people to grind a ranked playlist, then don't expect them to. You know? I it, it, it that Why am I going to go over and grind rank? Why? You have to give them a reason. And Bungie, this is a this is a bigger question. This has more to do with the game as a whole and not just PvP. Bungie's got to figure out what they want to do with aspirational content. The dungeon, the raids, Legend Sundial, n- Nightmare ma- uh, Master Nightmare Hunts. They have got to figure out what they want to do with aspirational content because presently, it's like, what, wh- what's the point? Why? Why go into aspirational content? Why grind? Why? Why do anything? That, that's the big question that everybody's dealing with right now the spectrum doesn't seem to be there we just sort of instead of feeling like you're in a circle and you come out of that circle to go up into aspirational content we're just sort of in the circle grinding for god rolls grinding for god rolls grinding for stats grinding for mods getting 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 really good builds getting really good god rolls and we just sort of stay in that circle that's listen everything people are saying about pve is it's it's like exactly what's happening in pvp it's like everyone's like what's the point you got guys like destin from ign and datto being like oh there's tons to do there's no reason to do any of it pvp is in the exact same sort of like what's the point and so it cannibalizes itself they're like there's no reason to grind you know hard playlists there's no reason to do any of that so what do they do it just it, it starts to fold in on itself Irregular Pentagon. Do you think maybe the reason that things haven't been addressed properly is because next season will be the season of the Drifter, but for Crucible? Um, I know people are sort of like hinting at that being a thing. Um, I, I know Glad tweeted about that. Like, let's let's see a, uh, you know, let's see a let, let's get them to do a Crucible season. I don't know about that. <laughs> that would be, uh, it's it's a smaller portion of the community. Um, they they don't send to, they don't tend to buy the DLC as often because they haven't been required to for a while. Uh, I don't know if they started putting Crucible stuff behind a paywall. That's also dangerous. I don't think people understand the ramifications of that. They've tried to remove barriers between people playing together in Crucible. Um, when you when you monetize Crucible content or maps, it, it fragments the player base. Um, so I just want to stop by and say that as a primarily PvP player, I appreciate you repping for us, even though you're not into PvP as I am. Yeah, I just think, you know, that you guys are part of the game and part of the community, and a lot of you have stopped playing, and I I don't want to see that. I want to see people playing and having fun. I don't think a PvP season would be the right call. Now, I I think a season that has a big PvP focus would be good, but if that's the only focus, I'd be concerned. I'd be concerned. 
because they have had an attitude of not monetizing PvP content. So what would you be spending your money on for the season pass? Fundamentally, you can't do that. If you charge for maps or modes or things like that, it fragments the player base. Now we have said, oh, put trials behind a bear of a paywall. Okay, that's good, but that's not anti-cheats more effective than that. Truth be told. Um, whether it's Respawn or 343 or Bungie, it seems that monetizing PvP content just isn't an option. It ends up fragmenting the player base. You have the haves and the have-nots, and it makes matchmaking... Listen, the hoppers need to dress anyway. The hoppers need to dress... PvP hoppers is, is unbelievable. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine presently. Nine hoppers. With a dwindling player base, those hoppers get sliced thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. And that needs addressed. And same thing here. If you have the haves and the have-nots of the season, you're going to fragment. You're going to whoo. You're going to slice the matchmaking right down the middle. And that'd be rough. So I'm not quite sure how they would even structure a PvP season. Uh, Gabman Black says, "With will true endgame gear fix PvP? I don't play PvP because I have no loot to gain. That's part of the grander problem of a reason to grind. I mean, I, I think it would help, but it's not the only solution. Prometheus, I personally want Trials to come back and don't care if it's not perfect. However, do you recognize exotics with low skill floors being a problem in Trials? Controverse, Lord of Wolves, backup plan, or rental. Uh, these weapons and armor pieces are extremely easy to use and very effective, creating very low skill floor. Uh, in a limb, they are going to be pushed to the forefront. Do you think Bungie recognizes this? You'd want to talk to the sweats, guys, because I don't know if this stuff's as painful in a really competitive environment. I, I, I don't know. I know certain things in the hands of high-skilled players are felt to a greater degree, but I don't know. There was there were items like this in, in Trials in D1, and it didn't it didn't flip everything. The high-skilled players can use it better. It still kind of works. Low-skill floor is frustrating to the high-skilled players, but generally speaking, a really, really low-skill floor you know, item, it's still going to be more lethal in the hands of someone like Lumi or Giggs or Wish or Grenade or Jake or Lucky or any of those guys. You know, Bandwipe, uh, Triple Wreck. They're all, they're all going to be able to, to leverage it even better. Um, so I, I would say it still kind of maintains the balance of skill. Like the better players are going to have more wins. The better players are going to have more kills. It's just frustrating to play against the low entry floor stuff. I think sometimes it gets a little overstated. There are things that need to be looked at. There are things that are incredibly easy to use. Um, but that doesn't necessarily disrupt the balance. You can hand me all the low the low entry floor stuff you want. I'm probably not going to beat Lumi in a 1v1. Um so the question the question typically comes as is this going to cause a disruption of good teams can lose to bad teams primarily because of a lean on a crutch and I think that the era of the um oh what was that artifact where you could sit and get your super I forget the, the <laughs> that was rough I think that led to some losses that were probably unjustified like well yeah they just sat camped yeah, score uh, scories. I think scories led to some of that. It was like, okay, there's not much we can do. They're just scories camping. Supers are, are, are aren't as counterable as somebody running a, a Lord of Wolves, you know. So those are rare instances, though. I think in general, a lot of the times that stuff's frustrating and needs looked at and needs balanced. But it's not going to completely ruin um, trials. Uh, 
they fixed scories because seeing the impact on trials right and then they fixed it because it was it was causing such a disruption of balance that they had to fix it uh, Robinson Hood should special ammo economy uh, go back to crates just seems the current system suits fusions and shotguns more don't have a strong pr- uh, uh, opinion here um, you know I, I, don't, I don't have a super strong opinion here I don't play enough Prometheus says, thanks, Lono, and yeah, I'm fairly sweaty. I've been in some tourney clans and a 3.4 KD. Lord of Wolves isn't as bad as uh, a good Mindbenders player can outplay a more casual Lord of Wolves player. However, some things are pretty broken. If you have a sniper player with Controverse, they become incredibly difficult to counter, as in close quarters combat. It's so tough to kill something with more range than a shoddy and damage resistance. If they're also a good sniper, it's tough to counter. Right, and if there's things like that that are being sort of, um, you know, if there's a if there's a rhythm to the economic structure of the of the ammo that's being disrupted and it's really one sided or slanted, then yeah, Bungie would have to look at that because that I mean that ultimately happened with Icebreaker. That ultimately happened with um, it happened with a lot of things. Uh, that happened with the what was it? Um, it was the sidearms. They 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 overreacted and then sidearms became silly and then everyone was running around with the wormwood nodded do you think more long-term crucible quest say an entire season for example would help keep people engaged right in line with what i said we need a ritualistic daily weekly thing to grind and that's done through the you know the the npcs and a ranked and an unranked playlist ashen should we even have ritual weapons at this point it just seems like a poor excuse to play the content when a weapon refresh would be enough it, it needs to be done through the npcs a seasonal long grind i mean you guys are getting at similar problems here so i'm gliding over some of these questions a little fast grazed Grazed Cat Lover says, How would you feel if they added a skill system similar to Overwatch's? Something where skill isn't reset and you're paired with people at your skill level 90% of the time in addition to a more casual play options. This is literally ranked and unranked. Like, ranked and unranked. Ranked and unranked. Listen, when I'm saying it and other big PvP guys are saying it, then we really need ranked and unranked. I, I, I remember a podcast with Bife and Wish You Luck where Bife said similar things. We need ranked and unranked. Sky Elliot. Why is there a false narrative being created that trials will save D2's PV, PvP? I'm a hardcore player, but new armor and loot for PvP won't fix the meta. I ended my video by saying trials would make a great capstone, but it's not the savior. That's why I said all these things need to be addressed bef- as well as trials coming back. Trials could be a great capstone for all the things we talked about, but if they don't get anti-cheat, if they don't prevent some of the things that have been happening that are making it unfun for lots of other people, if they don't incentivize different playstyles or for you to go with a different playlist, trials is not a savior. It, it, it could be a good capstone, but it's not going to be the savior of PvP. Ashen. Should we even have... Oh, you already submitted that. Surge. Do you think Bungie uh, would ever consider set loadouts, or do you think this takes the, the identity of Destiny away? Set loadouts were largely not really celebrated in the raid layers, so I don't think so. I do think that takes a lot of the the love, uh, a lot of the love out. Um, so it looks like we're not going to be able to take any more questions. Um, Google Docs encountered an error. Please try loading this page. You're coming back in a few minutes. So it looks like we're having an issue. So we it's fine. There's probably way too many questions anyway. Um, your main man, Julian. Would some of this uh, stem from Bungie's overall view and the value of the Crucible? It just seems like very most of the Crucible could ever just be a third of the game. Uh, but from what we get, it just seems like much less. Bungie's view on the Crucible could be ultimately different from ours. I, here's the thing. I think we're still reeling from D2 year one. That's fundamentally what I think is going on. Uh, D2 year one 
is a uh, a wound to the game that we have not recovered from and they're still trying to recover this is where i want to give them some credit okay we've been pretty hard on bungie and the crucible but truth be told they made significant changes in shadow keep they changed all the hoppers and they threw elim into, into crucible labs this season they brought crucible lab they, they brought it out of crucible labs and they're attempting and this is why they said a renewed focus and it was like renewed focus quotations renewed focus they're attempting i think to turn a rudder instead of blow the ship apart and i think that they could have easily blown the ship apart they could have gone way overboard in their reactions and their changes in shadow keep and beyond and essentially fractured the ship and i think they're trying to turn the rudder instead so that we turn around and maybe in the summer we're like okay okay they were making all these changes gradually and we finally got to here where things are significantly better good anti-cheats in place good structure for grind is in place trials is back you see what i'm saying it it's similar to things i've said about the armor 2.0 system they're trying to add a value point with armor 2.0 and a good grind but they haven't given you a context yet where that matters they're turning a lot of knobs so right now you have the ability to customize and invest in your armor build more than you ever have before but there's no place where that really matters does that make sense so it's like well they've added it but they're kind of like eh, but it, nothing's really happening with it Crucible's in a similar place. They're laying groundwork that isn't felt right now as, as quality points. And the more people stop playing, the worse it gets. It's it's a it's a problem that grows exponentially with every passing week because the more people that stop playing, the more ground level problems you have. With less people playing, matchmaking takes longer. Connection integrity goes down. So it, it it's 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 not a problem that's that's quickly resolved and unfortunately they tended to push the car to the edge of the cliff this season by having a a not good ritualistic weapon it's not it's a super easy grind and then they made adjustments to team balancing and skill-based matchmaking that's frustrating the, the more core more dedicated audience so they 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 kind of shoved this car closer to the cliff it's like whoa wow this is why lots of people are leaving um and i think people that are more in tune with that narrative were probably less appreciative of True Vanguard's video intimating that like, oh, we share part of the blame. They're like, are you freaking kidding me? It's gotten so bad. All the cheating, all of this, all of that. It's been two years. Are you kidding me? Right? And they, I think that's that's what provoked them lashing out at him. They should not have lashed out at him. I think that people responded in a poor way and in a way that should have been called like, yo, that's not, come on, man. What are you doing? But fundamentally, I think that's the narrative is people felt almost provoked by the video. Like, this has been bad for two years. What It's been getting worse for two years. What is going on? Plenty of people were uh, were, were nasty and unhappy about that video. And I think it's unfortunate because I think fundamentally, a conversation would have been better. I think if people would have responded to the video in a conversation way or make a video to reply, that would have been a better course of action. 21 nil gaming. Do you think there needs to be a rank system similar to Apex where medals, titles, ornaments, or rewards for keeping the top 500 Predator Master rank? Could Bungie implement a system like this? I don't know enough about that to comment. Uh, BB Bay. Which do you like more? Uh, Vigilante justice or lawfully good behavior? Do the ends justify the means? Do the means justify the ends? This is commentary from earlier. Listen, I went on a big rant and I, I know... 
I know people are spinning it. I've already had people try to spin it and acted like I was choosing sides and defending one person uh, over um, over nothing. You know, over over the whole situation. Like, um, and I I just think. I, I think at a, at a ground level at a ground level I would love to see everybody take a step back take a breath for people to own their part in it and attempt to move forward um, you don't have to become best friends but we can coexist uh, we can we we can share space um, and v- vigilante justice I think is becoming very dangerous um, because it feels really good, right? We all love a good instant karma video. We really do. Somebody being mean to an animal and then they get hurt in the process. Somebody being mean to somebody else, you know, you see a guy rough up rough up his girlfriend and push her and then all these guys come into her rescue and you're like, oh, it makes you feel good. You're like, yeah, instant karma. But it can, it can start to, we can start to cut away at our sense of like, is this right? You know, and I referenced a video where someone was beaten to within an inch of their life because they went in and, and, and used a racial slur in a restaurant, like a, a fast food restaurant. And I was like, that's when it starts to get kind of scary. It's like, whoa, 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 slow down, stop. Like, you know, you see the videos where the people are fighting and the guy, one guy gets knocked out and the friends of the guy that won are like, yo, quit, quit, stop. You won. He's out. Like, it's not right to keep wailing on the dude that passed out it's an it's it's like you gotta like snap the person out of it their adrenaline's pumping right it's like dude stop 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 you won you knocked him out and i think we're getting that that crazy like endorphin injection and we get all oh we feel so good seeing somebody get what they deserved and i think it's becoming it's becoming kind of worrisome that's why i drew attention to it this morning i was like this is i think this is an unhealthy pattern this is an unhealthy pattern in response to things that we don't like because we're justifying harsh treatment of a person because they did something that we deem wrong. Uh, I, I At a certain level, it's like there are lots of people on the Twitch platform and YouTube and everywhere that are going to do things you don't like. They're going to say things that you consider them to be toxic or they're being mean to other players you can confront them directly and like comment or chat or whatever and be like I don't like that you're doing that um, and that's fine like you can stand up to things that you think are wrong but I think we go so far above that we go so far above that we escalate to such a high degree that it just becomes very unhelpful and I believe we achieve less I believe we take the situation instead of de-escalating it we, we turn it into a system of devolution where everyone's devolving into like just a caveman hurling insults it's like everybody is devolving right now instead of like de-escalating and moving forward and I know it's incredibly hard in the heat of the moment to, to do these things I've done it myself I, I, I respond way too harshly to trolls and I go in way too hard on people who probably just came in here to mouth off and that 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 in general is what I was just calling for can we can we um, can we can we pump the brakes on this merry-go-round and get off of it and and start to react differently to what we feel is poor behavior or quote-unquote toxic behavior um, 
there are plenty of people that act that way in all sorts of gaming communities. The Destiny community isn't special. We don't get some self-righteous sheriff badge where we're allowed to treat people this way because they do things we don't like. There are plenty of games and plenty of streamers and plenty of players who act in ways like that. They peacock, they talk trash, they mock and they meme. It, it, it that's everywhere. It, we're we're going to we're going to lose we're going to lose our sense of of what's a real worthy cause if we're always if we're always wanting to throw stones at folks. It just everything everything is everything feels like this self-righteous cause and it's like there's a time I think to just either either coexist and ignore it or try to try to have understanding in 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 a conversation and I just I don't think I feel like we've just lost our ability to do that. Uh Dixie Whistler um I've been trying to determine what it is that makes this PvP so enjoyable, but I can't seem to put my finger on it. What do you think makes D2 PvP so much more terrible than D1 PvP? For example, I recall looking forward to every Iron Banner in D1, an idea what D2 doesn't have. Well, there is a... There's a lack of motivation. Um, If you know there's a chance you could get something good or that you're moving a number or you're making progress... I think you can kind of weather the storm. People would play trials for the bounties knowing they're going to get absolutely shellacked. I did it knowing we're going to get to game three or four and get run over. I knew it was coming, but there was a motivation. There was loot. It was like, I'll stay in here. I would play Iron Banner off stream and get shellacked. We would just get steamrolled by teams. I'm like, oh well, the game will end faster and I might get a clever dragon. <laughs> it's like, I might get a god roll clever dragon. Who cares? Who cares? I'll, I'll win eventually. You can, I think, you can shrug some of that off when there's a sense of progress or a sense of reward. And I don't think that that's generally been happening in PvP. What's the sense of progress? There really isn't one. What's a sense of reward? there really isn't one so they create their own sense of progress and reward just like glad has to create challenges for the raid because he's like well this is silly let me put on a blindfold let me beat it with a drum set let me do this let me do that right he creates his own he creates his own like content (laughs) he creates his own content so the the pvp players are kind of doing the same thing well let's just stack and go for montages let's just get as many kills as we can let's see how many wins we can get um and it creates a very unwelcoming uh, play, you know, environment for people that aren't playing like that. It's, it's again, this is why games tend to cannibalize themselves. The purely PvP games tend to cannibalize themselves because you've gotten all of the accolades. You've gotten all of the, the awards and rewards. And because of that, I think that Bungie has to figure out how to reinvigorate that sense every time. How do we reinvigorate the Crucible player's sense of progress and reward every season? How do we do that? Because you haven't been doing it and you need to. Pinnacle weapons were a good band-aid, but they had to rip that band-aid off because those weapons were too strong. You gotta replace that void. You got no trials. You got no ritualistic seasonal grind. There's nothing. And the result is the current state of things. A declining player base and players tending to play in ways that are somewhat not intentionally, but passively cannibalistic. And they're not meaning to. They're not like, I hate this game. Let me ruin it. They're just like, there's nothing else to do. You know, that's, and that's why, that's why they were kind of, they were, I think they bristled at the video. Oh, whoops. Sorry. I clicked on the wrong thing. Uh, 
Balatorn. Is it terrible that I still enjoy doing all my bounties every day? It still feels good to me? No. Why would that be terrible, dude? Keep playing. I, I like doing bounties. Uh, and a lot of people hate them. They're sick of them. They don't want to see another bounty <laughs> for a while. I numbers. Uh, I'm an average to below average PvP player. What is the best way to improve besides just dumping massive amounts of time in PvP? If you're trying to improve, honestly, watch videos from people like True Vanguard. And <laughs> and watch Wish You Luck. Watch the people that play at the higher levels. Listen to what they say. They'll talk about positioning. Um, they'll talk about weapons and engagements. And you can rewatch your own gameplay. Sometimes you'll watch somebody who's explaining where they're going and why they're going there. Um, and you'll be like, oh, that's why I'm always dying. Like, just... What yeah, cami cakes would be good. Um, one of the reasons that a lot of people die in Crucible over and over again, and they and they start to be like these shotgun rushers, right? These shotgun rushers. Well, you're you're getting too close to choke points. You're not reading radar. You're you're getting close to a choke point when radar is telling you to stop and to back up. You can back up and control the flow if you don't push. You know, that that's one of the things that a lot of people don't pay attention to you get tunnel vision listen it's hard you got to train yourself to watch radar and watch your positioning if you can't have your radar awareness and your positioning sync up you're going to push into lanes and choke points when you shouldn't and then you're going to die and you're going to blame the gear these freaking campers with snipers these shotgunners these shoulder if you would have backed up you'd probably been okay you would have been in a position of power they'd have to come through the choke point they would have had to make the first move or you could have used angles like you can look at a door and a choke point and you can go from left to right and try and find an angle of engagement that's not right on top of the door where they can push around the corner and shotgun you 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 there i'm giving you very basic very platitudinous statements here you could you could you could watch these guys and learn way more than i'm saying but at a ground level, I think one of the reasons people struggle in Destiny, and the reason I can say this is because this is something that I struggle with, is radar awareness and decision don't sync up. I make decisions that I know are bad. I overextend. I play too aggressive. I expose myself to choke, uh, to pinch spawns. Like, I move too far. I'm not aware of the map. I'm not, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in a 2v1. I'm dead. And I know it's because I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm not paying attention to radar. My play, Paying attention to your positioning and your teammates will do worlds for you. Like, it'll just do worlds for you. Because then you know your left and your back are covered because you're kind of, you're kind of, you know, positioning in a way where you're not leaving huge gaps between you and your teammates. A lot of these things, a lot of these things will help you significantly gun skill and movement skill and all that just takes time but at a, at a ground level I think most of the people that struggle in Destiny's PvP they struggle with three things map awareness awareness of their team and radar like they just they struggle with those things if you don't pay attention to those things then you're, you're probably going to find yourself often getting shoved getting teamed and not knowing why and a lot of times there is a reason why there are times where I get teamed and I'm like that's my fault I overextended and it's I only know that from playing and watching Trials players I only know that terminology from from playing with and watching Trials players back in the day. Uh, motion. Uh, I'm a casual player now due to time constraints, and for some reason I find myself making sure I can uh, grind Iron Banner as much as possible. Is there something actually better or just mental? I just It's just preferences, man. I mean, some people have different preferences. That's not really a question I can answer for you. Uh, sweatpants. I think we can all agree anti-cheat's the number one priority. I agree with that. Do you think Crucible needs to... Com- 
complete and total overhaul in general after that. No, no, they've they're they're rebuilding the foundation in Shadowkeep. If they start restructuring things again, I think it'll be too confusing. They need to build on the changes that they've made, improve the systems that are there. I truly think a ranked and an unranked system would be the best solution. We're probably not going to get it. Uh, the Phantom. Do you think the fundamentals that Bungie need to implement in Destiny PvP should resemble the fundamentals that Bungie use in Halo 3's multiplayer? For example, ranking system, diversity, and game modes. I, th- this is this is too big picture for me to say yes or no to. I do think the the rank and unranked system needs to come. I don't know if they're going to have time to, time to do it. Skyrim Mage. What weapon archetype do you think needs to be buffed and are underperforming? Scouts still feel like garbage in uh, PvE. They just feel terrible, and so do auto rifles. Um, auto rifles can be good, but you've it's it's got to be the right role and the right positioning. They don't feel um, they don't feel as good as they could in scouts too. They still just feel too weak. Rockets just suck. Rockets are terrible, um, and rockets I think it could be a big uh, a big easy uh, easy help. They, 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 they really need to, I think, look at that. Rockets are completely uh, underutilized because they just can't keep up with anything else in their, in their lane of heavy weapon. Uh, Animus Control, do you think seasonal mods have negatively or positively impacted PvP? Uh, they probably had more of a, um, a negative impact. Yeah, I, I think maybe the artifact should be either often in elements of crucible not all of crucible but maybe if they did a ranked and an unranked you know environment uh have the artifact turned off and ranked have it maybe turned off in trials and then when you go into unranked or casual environments it's just it's just kind of a everything goes um kind of a thing my name easy enough i'm worried about the state of the game bugs are constantly coming out and they just uh hang on what's your take on the stability aspect of the game um yeah i don't want i'm not reading your book the increase in bugs and the increase in problems i have i have conceded that this is probably one of the buggiest times in the game <laughs> because uh i think that they're doing they're doing the absolute best that they can i think they're stretched and they're strained i think they're probably pushing development cycles longer and shrinking uh testing cycles because they're shrinking testing cycles and 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 debugging and quality checks they are um more things are getting through the cracks that's what I think is ultimately happening um Nintemic Lono do you think that in comp if Bungie gives us options to ban weapons in comp similar to League of Legends that would work nope nope this is not gonna work it would just frustrate people uh I love my weapon I grinded for it it's awesome either tweak it so it's not overpowered and I'll use something else or figure out how to use it after it's changed but don't take it away from me I don't think people would respond well to that um, Jogna. How do you think Bungie could nudge the meta without creating a new one? I already talked about this. Weapon specializations that reward you for changing and getting different weapons. If you have to specialize a variety of weapons every season, it would disrupt your meta because there'd be times and days and weeks where you would really have to get better with other weapons if you wanted to get those cool rewards and those specializations. Think gold, diamond, camo, and Call of Duty. Like, grinding up each weapon. Um... Jay says, you think that PvP is something that will extend the shelf life of the game considering PvE is what drives the game? Uh, yeah, this is a bigger question. I don't think they can ignore or get rid of PvP, but I think they want to slowly invest in it so there's no more big pendulum swings. I think there was pretty big pendulum swings when D2 launched and another big pendulum swung in Forsaken, and I think they're trying to avoid that. They're trying to make improvements without completely again. They're trying to s- steer the rudder and turn the rudder as opposed to destroying the ship. 
uh, tap. How would a trials type game mode be much different from comp? It's it's a weekend thing. Uh, that's a pretty obvious question. It's very, uh, it's a very very different um, style of crucible. It's a limited time event. You got to go flawless. There were boons, um, stuff like that. So you don't even play crucible. Yeah, I know, and I've not been talking. That's why I'm not really answering the questions about meta or balance or guns. I've been talking more largely about. Um, I've been more t- largely talking about the structure of the game, getting people to play differently or going to different playlists and giving them a reason to grind. I'm speaking more big picture, more structurally than I am about like the range on a hand cannon or the strength of you know a handheld supernova. I'm not getting into any of that. I said it on the outside of my video. Uh, Emery. Regarding the ammo economy in the Crucible, specifically special ammo, do you think lowering effectiveness or flat-out removing scavenger perks would make a difference in the special weapon usage in the Crucible? Again, I'm just not going to comment on this stuff because I'm not in there. So I can't really, uh, I can't really give good commentary on this because there, anytime this kind of stuff comes up, people are like, it's fine, and then people are like, no, it's terrible, it's really imbalanced. I, it, you know, Bungie can look at their, their heat maps, their trends, their weapon trends, their kill trends, all that, and they can probably come to better conclusions than I can. Five months from uh, Chopper. Zer's inventory. Do you think they should do a PvP-focused season? Uh, No, I've gotten this question already today. I don't think that'd be a good call. Salt Vulture. Uh, PvP needs focus, but not a PvP-only season would not be a good call. Do you think we'll get an actual D3 next year? Do you think Bungie will just drop, uh, will port T2 to the next generation, rebrand it, keep it going? Um... Uh... I would say the sequel, um, the more I look at it and think about it, is more likely to land in 2022, um, but it could land in 2021, but I think 2022 is a more likely date at this point. Uh, Sorry, or sorry, says, do you think Bungo will do, I don't like saying Bungo, do you think Bungie will do anything about high-impact fusions and their literal cross-map killing potential? This is more of you stating a fact than I don't know. You're just trying to complain about fusions. Uh, a Calson. A Calson. Uh, you think the entire season that was more focused on PvP would hurt the overall player base? Already answered that question. Uh, Kadoko. Uh, I think the super and the heavy should be removed from comp and other future competitive playlists like trials if it comes back. Thoughts or opinions? Yeah, my thought is that's not a question. Valor Dogma. Do you think Bungie should add different game types like Capture the Flag or Rift? Something more than just killing. They have attempted to add other game modes and that has been a struggle. Uh, Salvage, Breakthrough, Lockdown, even Rift. I think all largely will not were not well rece- received after a certain amount of time. Uh, Rift turned into a spawn trap. Um, breakthrough and lockdown and salvage were all a fun to a certain degree they were kind of a disaster salvage people played it wrong and won and I don't know about breakthrough and lockdown but they didn't last very long so listen arena shooters can't reinvent the wheel and so um I would say uh, <laughs> I would say they could just stick to the basics 3v3 elim um, even countdown has potential because it's very similar to search and destroy from call of duty uh, d- domination we, you know we got control and then you got clash and then you got team uh, then you got um, basically that's team deathmatch and then you got rumble like I just just stick to the basics stick to the core competencies okay arena shooters th- th- just, just stick to what we know works we've tried all these different things and they were good and then they weren't I mean rift was like oh this is awesome and then it just turned into yeah just trap the other team and spawn trap it's it, it just I don't know. 
I, I don't think they can reinvent the wheel. I don't think new game modes is a good idea. They've invested a lot in the new game modes, and I don't think it's generally worked very well. T-Funk. Should Bungie disable weapons like they did with the broken armor? They've disabled weapons. I mean, they disabled the, the, the Telesto one was a problem. So, disabling weapons are just like, oh yeah, this weapon's too strong. We don't want this in trials. I don't think that that's the right call. Crazy. Isn't the real problem a lack of weapons? The Jack Queen King has more aim assist than spare rations because all the sights on it give plus five aim assist. But the reason why spare rations is more popular is because it's the only kinetic 150 with random rolls and the an MB is the only shotgun that can roll. With, yeah, I mean, see, so you're just getting too specific. I'm just not going to comment on this kind of stuff. This is getting way down into the minutiae. You're going to need to talk to somebody like Triple Wreck or somebody uh, that does the weapon testing and the and the and the gets down into the very specific things. Like this just is not. My my wheelhouse sloth um i don't know if anyone else uh runs into these cheesy handheld supernova builds as much but i as i do in pvp but do you think it needs to be nerfed i'm not getting into nerf discussions in this talk i just that's not something that i i want to do with my content because i'm not in a position to comment on it in any authoritative sense uh crunchy do you think it would be fair to lock items due to PvP that have done things like Telesto for PvE? For example, One-Eyed Mask was dominant for almost a year, and it would have been nice towards the end to have it locked. No, this is not the answer. Multiple people have said things like this today. I don't think that's a good approach to balance. Just locking stuff? Um, crazy, continue for my question. There not being enough guns, good players and bad players are all going to find the next best thing to use. If for some reason the spare rations and the mind benders get nerfed, aren't we going to just see that cycle that happened in D1 and we'll end up well, look this is why for five years the conversation hasn't changed all that much because that's essentially what happened oh, the doctrine's too strong, and the last word's too strong so they get rid of min-range shutdown and then shotguns take over the crucible because they got rid of good mid-range shutdown like last word and the and the doctrine were great at mid-range shutdown and people got sick of dying to them and so they nerfed them and when last word and doctrine got kind of cycled out of everybody's uh, inventory everybody started aggressively putting with shotguns because they couldn't, nobody could shut them down it was a lot harder to shut down the rush because you took away our rush our rush shutdown and so yeah i mean the pendulum tends to swing i don't know if that'll ever stop though because something always rises to the top causes a meta people run to the meta and then it gets and then it gets shoved down right now however i think people overstate the meta or what's overpowered or what's too strong I hear people talking about snipers and complaining about people using snipers. I hear people complain about Lord of Wolves and shotguns and mindbenders and, and shoulder charge. I hear people complain about handheld supernova. I hear people complain about uh, dad rifles, pulse rifles, and team shotting with pulse rifles. It's almost like the only the only acceptable build is yours and the only acceptable kills yours. And I, I don't want to summarize. I don't think that's fair, but it does start to feel that way sometimes. It's like... Yeah, everybody, yeah, people in chat are complaining about Jotun. Um, to a certain extent, I think now, and I'm basing this off of what I hear from the community, not my own experience. I don't play PvP almost ever, okay? But based on what I'm hearing from the community, it seems like there's a lot of things that are strong and nobody likes to die to them. And it's not like it was in D1 where if you don't run a shotgun, you're going to suffer play the meta or get run over by it. It seems like right now there's a lot of different options of that you can run and people just don't like it. 
because they're strong and nobody likes to die to stuff that's easy to use because you don't feel like you got outgunned you don't feel like there's anything you can learn from somebody mapping you with a rental or or sniping you as they hard scope a lane with their buddies it's just like well three people are hard scoping so of course you killed me I came around the corner and it was like oh I'm dead and so generally when you can't deduce the problem or like a way to improve you're like well I, I, there's nothing I can do that's garbage that's cheap and that's why I just I don't know if this will ever stop things will rise and fall as stronger or weaker people are naturally going to run to what's strong because path of least resistance is an instinct inside of us you're going to go to what works um why wouldn't you why wouldn't you and when you go to what works it becomes dominant Bungie nerfs it and then you start running something else the next season we just we've been doing this for five years so I don't expect it to change uh the Primoris I'm just confused how exactly skill-based matchmaking even works in Destiny. It seems like Halo 3 or Apex, when I climb in ranks, I actually feel like I'm fighting harder and harder uh, opponents. But in Destiny, it just feels like I'm filling a bar in Destiny Survival or Crucible as a whole. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, it's not a ranked ranked situation. It's not a true ranked situation. It's just you get enough experience points, and then it starts to slot you against people of similar like experience points totals it's not like a true ranking system so and i don't know how those other games work anyway uh salvation is the meta really the problem i don't believe the br and noob combo didn't hurt halo's pvp isn't a true isn't a true chase the problem a rank system yeah we got this in the video and even multiple times in today's q a a reason to play and grind and dedicate yourself to playing is absent and i think that leads to lots of frustration and that's why you see what you see uh arctic spartan do you think the token system is a big reason iron banner is unbearable in d1 if you were uh if in D1, you were close to almost guaranteed to drop at the end of each game, and in D2, you have to win to get loot efficiently. Oh yeah, it's, it, it, the, the Iron Banner needs to go back to those days. I don't understand why they haven't done it. We all praised Iron Banner post Rise of Iron. Everybody praised it. It was a great way to level so much loot. And Bungie's like, okay, Destiny 2's been out for two years, but we can't seem to figure out how to do that again. Listen, I would have given you uh, like. I would have been like, okay, that makes sense, Bungie. Like, the live team made changes to um, to Iron Banner, and they did that near the end of the life cycle, so we didn't see those quality points in D2 at launch. We're not in D2 at launch anymore. So wh- why hasn't Iron Banner kind of gone back to that? I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird to me. I don't want to be too hard on them. It's like, what are y'all doing? It worked. Do what you did back then. Everyone loved it super like loot dropping every time it kept people in the playlist it made it made it feel rewarding and then yeah i mean recycling loot's tough i mean it's a free event so if they're if they're operating on shoestring bandwidth like they don't have enough bandwidth to give us lots of content they're not going to prioritize a free a free event you know unfortunately pockets do you think that Destiny 2, uh, Destiny PvP needs to reinvent the wheel of arena shooters to be relevant again? No, I just touched on this. I don't think you can reinvent the wheel. I think arena shooters are kind of set. There's just a certain expectation from the player base. There's only so much you can do. Uh, M. Starrett. What do you think about the aim assist bullet magnetism in the game right now? A lot of players would prefer it to be a remove from PvP. Wondering what you think. Kind of can't remove that from a console game with controllers. It's not really possible. Gritter. Do you think adding a feature like destructive environments in Battlefield could work in Crucible? Uh, 
probably not engine doesn't seem, really seem built for that and uh, doesn't really seem like a needed thing for the identity of the game executioner you say stick to the basics but you think bungie should continue crucible labs to test possible new game modes so they aren't like the rest or do you think that all this time destiny has proven to be okay with the basics i have no problem with them using crucible labs to test out new game modes i don't have any problem with that that's fine with me but I do think the basics tend to get more traction and they're just easier to tweak. Isn't it easier to work with something like Control or Clash or 3v3 Elimination? Isn't it easier to work within those realms that you're familiar with? You create a whole new game mode like Rift and it's fun initially and then you have a monster of a problem months later when people figure out you can just spawn trap. Well, now you either gotta take the game back into the workshop or cut it like you see what i'm saying it's like all that work that went into rift and it was good for a while listen this is how i kind of feel about gambit they put all that work into gambit and fundamentally gambit's a flawed game mode there are people that like it that doesn't mean it's not flawed so they put all that work into it it lands people figure out the best ways to play the cheesiest ways to play and then it's like this is a disaster And now it's like, well, uh, we can either completely revamp it and take it back into the, you know, into the, into the workshop or kind of like leave it. And they've, and now it's being left with like, I guess they thought the evolution of Gambit Prime. I don't, I really don't know who thought this, but they thought the evolution of Gambit Prime would be, oh, I've got it. I know what we can do. Let's do one where we double down on the steamroll aspect with armor sets and locking the bank and draining. And it's just like, uh, what? It. I don't know. It, that that mode is in a similar vein. It's like, don't, stop putting all this time and all these eggs in this basket of a game mode that then down the road needs to be retweaked and retooled. Ultimately, that's why I think sticking to the basics, they're going to get more traction out of that. It's probably easier for them to design maps for control and clash and elimination than it is to like, oh, if we're going to design maps, we also have to consider this new game mode we're building. Does that make sense? Uh, running trains. As a dedicated PvP player with unbroken and 100k Crucible kills, I feel like the amount of cheesy things that can be used in Crucible is at an all-time high. Using sweat rules for private matches seems to be the only thing that is fun anymore. I think putting trials back in might help, but I don't know. Something has to change. I guess a special ammo economy. I mean, we just got at this. I don't necessarily think we're in a position where you have to run the meta or you're going to get completely obliterated. But as you said, it's the cheesy things that I think really annoys people. There, Instead of there being like one low entry floor weapon like remember when it was like shotguns it's like oh that's that's a that's a low entry floor weapon you had to run it you don't have to run Jotun you don't have to run mind benders or shoulder charge or lord of wolves or a sniper or a pulse rifle you don't have to run any of those things you can run whichever one you know best suits you but I think and this kind of goes hand in hand with what TV said in his video. We've created this idea that there is this idyllic way of playing Destiny. And unless you play with this loadout and play in this way, you're just crutching. You're just using a crutch weapon. And it's like, I get where you're coming from. It's not fun to be really, like, to, to improve at the game and to lose to something that feels, like, insurmountable. That started happening to me in Fortnite before I stopped playing. There were clearly people... Putting in, put, plugging in a controller on PC and getting ridiculous aim assist, like aimbot levels of aim assist. And I was dying so fast to these players that you could tell it was like, there's nothing I could do. 
There's nothing I could do. And then you watch them play on spectate mode, and you're like, this person is lost. They just know that they can get easy kills if they kind of hide and pay attention to use a controller. Like, aim assist is so high, they're gonna, they're gonna melt you. And so, I resonate with that. I started to improve, I started to get better, and then I'm losing to something that feels like I can't stop it. And it's irritating. So I understand where the players are coming from, but at the same time, I don't know how you remove that from Crucible. I just, it's, it's been like this for such a long time. In, in Fortnite, it was really easy. It's like, really? You, we, we need that level of aim assist on PC when you plug a controller in? Really? Is that necessary? Probably not. But that's another, that's another debate. In Destiny, it's more like, do, if, you, if, you, if you went at everything right now that people don't like, Mindbenders, Lord of Wolves, uh, Jotun, Shoulder Charge, Pulse Rifles, if you went and you targeted all those things and you whittled them all down, eventually you're going to whittle everything down again and we're going to be back to team shot lane camp meta where nobody feels like they can move because you took away their their easy weapons, their cheesy weapons. Cheesy weapons actually probably benefits you more than you think because it busts people up. It makes them move around. Well, I've got Lord of Wolves. I'm going to run around. I've got a good shotgun. I've got shoulder charge. I'm going to move around. You start taking those things away from people. You know what they're going to do? Psychologically, they're going to be like, you know what? I, I, I can't really push anymore. They nerfed all my token push weapons. I guess I'll just sit here, link arm in arms with my buddy, and we'll just shoot pulse rifles down lanes. I, I don't know. I, I'm speaking very generically here, but it does start to feel like if you take all that power away, if you take all that aggression away, that is annoying. It's low entry. It's easy to use. I get that. I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that it's frustrating to die to. But if you take all that stuff away, people might go back to D2 year one mentality of I can't move. Shoulder charge is weaker. Lord of Wolves isn't what it was. Mindbender's not what it was. I forget this, dude. I, like Jotun's weaker. What well, Jotun's bad. Like I'm just gonna sit put and I'm gonna aim down lanes with my teammates again. I'm gonna death ball. Let's just link arm in arm and run through the map with you know SMGs and and pulse rifles. And I I'm not saying I don't want to act like if you want things to be tweaked, that's what you're asking for. But you've really got to be careful if you take that element away. Right? If you take that element away of I can run around because I have these OP guns or these easy to use guns, if you take that away from people, you're probably just going to make them pucker up. And I'm like, well, it's time to link. It's time to team shot again because I can't move around anymore. Again, I, I I wonder. I wonder if the if the low entry floor weapons are actually causing more disruption in player movement, which is better for you. And you're complaining about something that might be your ally and you don't realize it's your ally. Because it's causing these players to be like, well, I can run around the map. (laughs) And they might not. (laughs) They might not run around the map if you take it away from them. I'm that way. Dude, I was shoulder charging with Skullfort like an idiot the last time I played. And I was laughing. And I was getting taken to task for it sometimes. You know? Lord of Wolves and handhelds way above these. Fact is, you can die twice, same person's handheld, under 10 seconds. Uh, so like Nerf Striker Titan feels. I would say, I've not been playing, so I'm going to speak very, generic, very generically here. I don't always think the problem is the power of particular weapons or the ease of use. I think it comes down to frequency. When somebody can use something too frequently, it does start to feel like, are we ever going to get in a dadgum gunfight? 
and I, I can I can definitely see that that could be the problem what is leading to the frequency are there exotics that need to be tweaked are there ammo earn rates and ammo economies that need to be tweaked are there mods that need to be tweaked like it is it the frequency it might be the frequency because if you feel like dude all game that's all I'm running into you might start to rail against it and it's not necessarily the weapons fault it's the frequency of its presence so uh, I'm going to keep streaming. If you guys have enjoyed this discussion and back and forth, please click the follow button and turn on notifications. I'm going to keep streaming. I'll keep interacting with you guys. It's been a great discussion, but I'm going to do an outro for the folks. If you like these, you can also listen to these on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. You can catch them all there as well. Just look up SNTR Presents. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.